Hey podcast listener, it's Tommy here with an amazing interview episode with the one and only Ben Coomber. Now before we get into this one, I've got a little ask from you. I want to get this message out to as many people as possible and I value and appreciate you being here. So if you've got Instagram, when you listen to this episode, screenshot your phone and tag me in the post. I want to see who's listening. I want to know what I can do to help you. I want to get to know you a bit better. So screenshot, share it on Instagram or any social media platform at Tommy Gentleman. And I would love to see what's going on. So this interview was with Ben Coomber. We did it earlier in the week. And the reason I spoke to Ben is because he's confirmed as one of our speakers at the Super Self Summit cannot wait for Ben to be back again. He spoke there last June um, in our, on our second event. This is our fourth event in Winchester on June 22nd, 23rd. Uh, plenty more information available on the website, www.superselfsummit.com. But in this interview, you're going to learn about nutrition. You're going to learn a little bit of Ben's background, his history, the way his uh, attitude has been shaped throughout his life to be what it is now. And he's going to also share some tips on how to approach exercise in the right mindset Really valuable stuff here from a world-class professional. His podcast, Ben Coomber Radio, number one rated podcast in the health category. He is the dude. He is the man. Enjoy this. And remember to do the screenshot and tag me on social media. And tag Ben as well. I'm sure he'd love to see. Any questions, send them through. Welcome to Tommy G Talks. Hey everybody, welcome to this Facebook Live interview with a very special guest, the one and only Mr. Ben Coomber. So Ben, for those that know you and those that don't know you, could you just go ahead and tell us who you are, what you do, and more importantly, why you do it? Yes, I am a health and fitness coach, primarily like to talk about nutrition and behavior change, a little bit of training thrown in there, a little bit of personal development in there as well, because ultimately, if we're not developing ourselves personally, then we're missing a big part of the picture. It's not about the plan. It's about developing the person. Um, I used to be obese. I used to suffer with many health issues, and it was my journey of going through that process, reclaiming my health, realizing how awesome I could be that got me interested in the health and fitness industry. So I trained as a personal trainer, worked in that space for quite a while, went to university, ended up starting a business at uni, also worked in pro sport, also worked with kids and just always felt my calling was kind of bigger than a personal trainer. And I got a taste for public speaking and working at events and I've kind of been in the sort of personal brand, personal coaching, online space for a while now. I've got the UK's number one rated health and fitness podcast on iTunes. And yeah, generally make a nuisance of myself on social media and try and help people with their health and fitness. I love it, mate. And I'm really excited to be speaking to you today because it's not the first time we've done a bit of a jam here. You uh, have spoke at the Super Self Summit and you're coming back to speak again a year from being there last time in June. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, by the way, Facebook, forgive us if we're kind of looking this way and this way. We're on two live streams at the moment. So we've got Instagram here and we've got Facebook here. Um, ben, I put out to my community, 
that I was speaking to you today, and I have some questions here that they would like me to ask you. So what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of roll with these. If you're watching live or you're watching on repeat, say hello, give us a wave, give us a like, do all the things, and we'll get cracking with these questions. So the first question we have, Ben, is um, at what moment did you know that you wanted to do what you do, which is help people with their health and fitness? Do you know what? It wasn't uh, an, an aha moment. Um, I actually trained as a personal trainer initially to help myself. I just wanted to know more, see how I could be empowered to make more changes. It was actually a conversation um, with my wife after I'd been a bit done a bit of traveling and done a you know a bit of soul searching and stuff. And she kind of pointed out she was like, "You're really into this health and fitness stuff. Why don't you give it a go?" Um, and and you know it's not always that clear for everyone, right? The the changes that we need to make in our lives. You know, it can happen over one, three, six, nine months because we have to realize, we have to test the water, we have to try things, we have to be encouraged, we have to feel that we can be successful as well. You know, no one just wakes up and goes, right, that's it, I'm jacking in my job and, you know, I'm going to go and work as a personal trainer. It doesn't happen like that. So, you know, I kept dipping my toe in the water and um, sort of did a little bit of part-time stuff and then a friend offered me an opportunity and I just thought, screw it, what have I got to lose? And that was when I sort of dove headfirst into um, kind of being a coach. I love it, mate. That's really cool. Um, I love how you uh, you went through the passion first for yourself and then extended that. And I mean, you help a lot of people with what you do and you've got a responsible position online. You've got X amount of followers, people who are always engaging with you. Uh, this is a question that I've kind of just thrown in there. Like, is there ever a moment when you think, wow, like I've created something real special here? Definitely. I, the, the moment it always uh, sort of hits me is when I go to events and people come up to me after events and, you know, tell me a story of how my work has impacted their life. And that's amazing. Like, you can't take any of that for granted. You know, I'm really grateful for that. You know, people have come up to me and gone, you know, mate, I've lost six stone. I've changed jobs. I've realized that I'm here, you know, an even better person than I am now. You know, I have a better relationship. Like, all that kind of stuff. You're like, mate, that is cool. And, and, you know, and I do pinch myself. And, yeah, I never take it for granted. And it's, it's nice to go out on the road and go to events and actually experience that because, you know, it only means so much when someone sends you an Instagram message. You know, it has a lot more meaning when you meet up with people. And that's why it's great to be at events. You know, anyone considering the Super Self Summit is sitting on the fence. You know, you have to go. Like, you have to just say, what's the worst that can happen? Because you will get so much more from an event about health and fitness than you will on an Instagram Live or a YouTube video. You, you want to create that connection. You want to feel the inspiration. You want to feel the kind of power that other people can give you with this kind of information. I think that's highly valuable. Yeah. Nice one, mate. I totally agree. And thank you there for explaining that in such a, an easy way for people to understand. So question regarding the landscape of uh, the nutrition industry currently, um, where specifically does, do you and your mission fit in, in terms of the landscape? I'd say I fit in in rational, sustainable thinking. You know, we've all been uh, through the diets in our life. I followed many diets that I shouldn't have done, didn't work, spent lots of money. Same with supplementation. And, 
you know, for me, I want to show people that it is actually really simple. It's usually us that overcomplicates it. We don't need a special diet. We need to eat real food. We need to have a, a mechanism that allows us to portion control so we can actually eat the right kind of food, you know, most of the time. We also want to enjoy food. Like we shouldn't feel bound by our diet. Our diet shouldn't control us. We should be in control of our nutrition. So for me, it's about making people realize that this stuff is really simple. We can be in control and it should always be health focused as well. It shouldn't be weight focused or body composition focused. Don't get me wrong. That can be a secondary goal, but we should always be striving for better levels of health because that's what really is meaningful at the end of the day. Like we all want to live to the age of 80, 90, 100 with great health, right? So you've got to focus on health. Yeah, totally, mate. I love it. And I guess part of that or a major part of the health circle is movement, exercise, activity. And when it comes to the exercise part of it, at the moment, what do you see in the industry that you think's A, really encouraging and B, frustrating perhaps? I think the re-emergence of group exercise is a really valuable thing. Um, you know, kind of got bashed over the years as personal trainers started to really value kind of like weight training and squatting and all that kind of stuff and while all that stuff's great for a huge amount of people people just want to be fit happy and healthy and look half decent and actually go into a structured exercise class three or four days a week takes the thought process out of worrying about your training program and you know putting your hands uh, putting your kind of goals into the hands of a coach in a in a cost effective and easy way so that you know there's nothing wrong with going to things like spinning and crossfit classes and and circuit classes and all that kind of stuff at least you know you're going to get a good workout you're going to target most of your muscle groups you're going to work up a sweat and the good thing is you're going to have some high fives you're going to have a laugh you know you're going to burn some fat you're probably going to build a bit of muscle and, and, and that's an absolutely uh, good thing um you know the negative side of that is everyone's always arguing what is the best discipline you know the best way to train ultimately training should match the person's goals and what they can stick to and have fun with and if if that's going to zumba three times a week then let the person go to zumba three times a week we shouldn't be dogmatic saying oh you should weight train and you should deadlift like if you looked at my training program you'd probably question some of the stuff i i do i don't deadlift i don't squat you know, I don't enjoy it. My hips don't enjoy it. There's loads of stuff that I don't do that in, on paper I should do. But ultimately, as long as my training gets me to the result that I want, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, I love that. You've got to make it accessible, right? I think sometimes when we're um, right in it, in the fitness industry, and it's our life, and it's what we know and what we love and what we do, we can find ourselves perhaps pitching our message too far to the end of my way or the highway when we forget that actually there's a there's like loads of people out there that just need to find something that they enjoy mm, 100%. and in our, in our message that when we're talking down this side we're, we're coming across in a bit of sort of negative tone like poo-pooing other people or other concepts is not what people need to have and here they need to be encouraged they need to be like open-minded they need to be in, in invited to come and try different things um, and I think that's such an important message I see a lot of your posts at the moment talking about that and how the comparison of different things, you know, at the end of the day, just find something that works for you, right? God, 100%. Um, you know, if you can't see yourself doing it in three, four, five years' time, you know you're embarking on a journey that is just not sustainable. Yeah, nice. Um, let's talk about sport. How does sport fit into this? 
Well, I think sport's another one of those things where we can say, hey, if you play sport, do you have fun? Do you work up a sweat? Do you get fitter? Then it is a great way to get fit. Um, you know, I play rugby a couple of times a week. Uh, my wife plays netball. Like we're both involved in sport. It keeps us fit. It keeps us having high fives. We develop friendships where we can go and have a beer and, you know, you know, have a social life with these people as well because there's community, there's camaraderie, you're working together. It also develops other skills outside of fitness like communication, teamwork, uh, mental resilience. So I'm a huge fan of sport. I think it's very underrated in the fitness industry uh, when we kind of look at the kind of gym and fitness and personal training environment. Did you um, used to play sport when you were younger, like when you were at school, when you were growing up as a teenager? Yeah, always played sport. I was very fortunate in that I went to boarding school, which I'm very grateful for. And sport is just it's a mainstay. You're, you're doing it like every day without fail. And how much of uh, that do you think has helped you to have the attitude and the mindset that you have now? Oh, hugely. And what you learned from that? Yeah, um, teamwork, mental resilience, like competitiveness, being able to push yourself, um, rising, you know, from failure because, you know, you might have a losing streak and lose six games in a row and you still got to turn up on the seventh game and put in a performance and work with your team and, you know, collaborate. and, and, And that teaches you really, really, really good human basic skills. On that point, what's your, yeah, what's your philosophy on losing? Losing's a way to find out more about yourself. Like, why did you lose? Was it the team? Was it fitness? Was it strength? Was it your plays? Did you misread the competition? Because ultimately, the competition's got a playbook. They've turned up fit. They've turned up ready. So, um, you know, I, I think it's just a great lesson. Like, if I think about my rugby team right now, we're on a losing streak. Well, why is that? Are we not fit enough? Are we not doing enough? Are we not training hard enough? Maybe all of the above. So it teaches you how to kind of almost go back, be objective, reassess, and then implement a better plan. Yeah, cool. I think sometimes people shy away from uh, giving things a go at the fear that they might lose, especially, I think, um, teenagers, you know, this day and age, it seems to be this big pressure to succeed um, perhaps too much so that they won't try something. That's something that I've observed. Um, do, how much work do you do with teenagers? I don't do loads. I do a bit of speaking in schools. Um, so yeah. in a, it was in an institute talking to sort of a bunch of 17, 18, 19-year-olds uh, the other day. And, and failure was a big topic because I see this a lot. People uh, constantly comparing themselves to other people on social media. They're worried about what their friends might think. They're worried about what their family might think because their family want them to do one thing and they want to do another thing. And, you know, I see it so much. Kids are scared to do things. They're like, oh, you know, I'm worried about what my mate will think. And I'm like, if you live your life like that, you'll live your life in someone else's shoes. And that's a life path that leads to regret and unhappiness you know um so you've got to be able to find the strength to follow your own wind and you know really take your chances and your opportunities and if you someone was to say to me ben how much have you failed i'm like i'm still failing like i'm still screwing things up you have to understand that it's just my screw-ups are a bit different they're a bit bigger like and they're a bit louder as well like I'm very public facing on social media like if I did something yeah. in the social media space that failed like you'd know about it you'd just see it 
But I have to yeah, keep sure. taking those risks to find out where the next beautiful things are for me. Yeah, and it's great that that philosophy was learned at an early age, probably through sport, probably through other things as well. And you've evolved that into everyday life now, so much so that you're not, you don't hesitate to try things, you don't hesitate to pivot, to do different stuff and put yourself out there in such a public way, which is really admirable. Like a lot of the time, do you think that um, everything being so fast paced, you know, whether it's the nutrition world we're talking about here or exercise or health in general, or this mindset towards things not working quickly, how much of that is not being learned at the moment, whether it's a teenager or an adult, like everything's just so expected to be so quick, isn't it? Yeah, there's that. We have uh, poor expectations on how long the result is going to take. But also, I think part of the problem there is we're too connected. Like every Mm. moment of our day that we are unoccupied, we're either on Facebook or Instagram or Netflix. We're just connected. And the problem with that is, and I'm not poo-pooing these platforms, we're sat on them right now connecting to the world. The problem with that is, is we're not allowing ourselves the time to do the things that we want to do, to maybe be in a relaxed state, like a fully immersive relaxed state, to be in a reflective state, to be in an objective state. And if you're constantly, you know, keeping your mind busy, you don't allow it to explore. You know, I love walking my dog and that half an hour dog walk allows me the opportunity to just think. Like, how am I feeling? What am I thinking? What do I want to change? What am I angry about? What am I upset about? You know, what am I happy about? Um, you know, and a pre- things, simple things like appreciating the air that I breathe, like the way that my body moves. People are not connected with all of that stuff because we're constantly just eyes at something. And I think that's a problem. Mm, yeah, it is. And uh, you've been very public with having time away from your phone. You've basically come out and said, you know, on Instagram and stuff like, I am not going to be on here for the next X amount of time. How useful does it feel when you come out the other side of one of those? It's really weird because you almost don't want to reconnect again because you're not sure if you can do it in a healthy way. But, you know, I'm going to do it this Friday. I'm going to post in the morning like I'm checking out for three days. See you later. I'm not going to be around. I'm I'm going to Belgium. I'm going to have some fun, you know, and I would expect other people to do the same. Um, I don't want other people to have this expectation that I will be online all the time. Like when I'm available, I help. When I'm not, I'm not. And, um, you know, I just think, you know, I want everyone to find their happy place with how much time they're willing and how much energy they're willing to give to things like social media and technology and their mobile phones and then be able to turn off their phone, put it on airplane mode and enjoy a good family meal, enjoy a good countryside walk, enjoy Mm -hmm. their, you know, their workout without looking at their Facebook notifications. Like we all need to be able to have the structure and the ability to do that so that we can, we can have purposeful meaningful present interactions yeah mate that's so bang on and speaking of there the uh the home cooked meal the family meal being a nutritionist and being someone who's looked up to in terms of like i wonder what ben eats because i would like to eat like ben what you know what's your favorite meal if you could have like anything no like just what would it be the the absolute best meal you could possibly have do you know what? It's actually all the British classics. I love a roast. I love like sausage, mashed peas, onion gravy. I uh, love cottage pie. Love like a ploughman's. Love a full English. Don't get me wrong. I love fra- fragrant 
like oriental food as well. Like I love a Thai green curry, but I really, really love classic English food, if I'm honest. Yeah, nice. Nice. And and you've have you have shared some pretty epic photos of uh, some meals that you've had at various times. Oh um, yeah. How important is it for people to keep the balance, mate? Because like I think when people are really trying, when they're really putting in the effort and they're being like they're attent they're being attentive to what they eat, and then they might see someone post something like that, which obviously you understand where you're at with it, but others might not understand that that's still possible or XYZ. How important is it for people to keep the balance in terms of what they eat? Yeah. So with social media, it's easy to, you know, scroll past, look at my meal, go, oh my God, like Ben's eating a huge amount for dinner. And it's like, <laughs> we'll, we'll stop for a second, understand the context, because that's important. And then you can find your own balance. So for me, to draw an example of some of my big evening meals, I like to eat like quite light during the day. It's also because I'm, I'm quite busy. I'm quite, uh, you know, work and business focused during the day. So I just eat light, graze, have some nice natural food, keep it simple. And then the evening I stop, you know, I might be out, you know, you know, my wife at the moment is cooking fajitas for us for dinner and I'll eat a lot more and it's enjoyable. I also like going to bed full. That's my balance. Let someone else work out their balance. If you like a yeah. big breakfast and then a lighter dinner, that's absolutely fine. Ultimately, we need to find our own way. And if at the end of the day, we've eaten the right amount of food for our body's needs, then we will maintain our weight. Um, and, and it's all good. Yeah, cool. Well, mate, um, won't keep you too much longer if you've got fajitas on the go. That sounds absolutely amazing. Um, so, uh, hey, you're speaking at the Super Self Summit in June, June the 22nd and 23rd in Winchester. New venue for us, a uh, whole new energy. We're looking to bring the best event that we've ever done because you've been to one because you know what we're about and you've seen it and you've felt it what are you most looking forward to about speaking at this next event uh seeing the penny drop in other people's eyes that's what i love about speaking you know you know i start to talk about something and then i just frame it in a way where someone goes ah now i get it and you don't get those connections on the internet and that's why you need to come to these events like People need to understand that I myself go to events like this quite regularly. I probably go to them way more than people think. I probably go to a CPD or event like this probably twice a month. And it's because I love having my energy topped up. I like getting the inspiration of other people. It's not always the learning. It's the perspective. It's the energy. It's And it, it keeps my momentum up as a person to keep going forward. Um, you know, whether you're a personal trainer, whether you're someone that's trying to master themselves, we do need little doses of inspiration and motivation. So come mm -hmm. to events like this, get it, ask questions, get, get a high five from the people that you look up to and stuff. And just think that's really valuable. Yeah, it is, mate. I appreciate that. Thank you. Now, um, on that last question, if someone, and by the way, this is the first, this is actually the world exclusive of the Super Self Summit. We haven't actually gone out there yet tickets go on sale on, on the 8th of april so if you're watching this live or watching on repeat you can actually get yourself on the early bird registration list now it's the first time i've said that ben it's quite scary www.superselfsummit.com put the link in the things um but on that note mate if someone is thinking do you know what that sounds good it might be for me might not i'm not sure sat on the fence what's the one thing you could say just to go, yeah, that's why you should do it. 
If you feel that you can conquer all of your goals and make massive amounts of progress over the next year without coming to this event, don't come. But if there's a little itch there where you're like, do you know what, I really want the guidance and support of someone like Ben, Tommy, and these kind of people. I want that dose of inspiration. I want to be able to create a plan for myself. I want to have the support of a community that's got my back. And you've just got to come. Yeah, absolutely. You heard it here first. You heard it from Ben. You heard it from myself as well. Ben, thank you so much for your time. It's, uh, it's really exciting to be only a few months out now from the event. Enjoy your fajitas. <clears throat> Have an amazing evening and we'll be catching up with you real soon. In the meantime, people, f- to find you, where's the best um, person to go? Ben Coomba on the internet. I'm all Just over on the social internet. media. Just type my name in somewhere and it'll come up with some cool stuff. Do you know what? I actually typed your name in and made a, a typo and it still went through. So you're, you're that you're that known from Google. It's just there, mate. Thank you so much. Um, catch up real soon. Thanks for watching, everybody. Let's uh, let's call it a night. Enjoy your fajitas. Deeper into the truth. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that episode there with Ben Coomber. Remember to tag me and tag him in any social media comments that you make with your thoughts, sharing what you've learned and sharing what you enjoyed about this episode. Remember, superselfsummit.com is where it's at. We've got a big event coming your way. We'd love to see you there. Take it easy. Bye-bye.